Hello and welcome to Famicast 11. This is your April episode and this is JC and I am joined by the Fami crew, which is and always will be Danny Shop Bivens. Hi. And Mr. Don Koopman. Hooray for no nicknames. Hooray for no nicknames indeed. And uh, Matt can be with us today. Uh, instead of uh, someone who can speak fluent Japanese, we have someone who can speak even more fluent Japanese. Fluenter? Is that a word? It is now. Yes. It's Minoru. He's back. Hello. Good to have you back, Minoru. So, um, obviously, uh, Minoru was uh, quite popular on the uh, previous episode, so we thought we'd have him back. Uh, went down a storm. And I'm back. And I will not say which chat forum, but they, many people were listening on the Famicast there, and they said, we want Minoru back. They were really saying that in droves. There you go, Minoru. You got a fan club after one episode. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants Danny back, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's there. <laughs> yes, so here we are, Famicast 11. Uh, obviously, there is some big news dropped. Um, I'm getting a bit of deja vu here. Yet again, we have a Nintendo Direct and then a Famicast immediately afterwards. Yeah. So obviously, we're going to tackle that. We're going to go through uh, the whole list of games and announcements that um, came out of Nintendo Direct. And then we're going to move into the usual things, new business and life in Japan. And uh, if we have time, we might do some uh, letters uh, depending on how long this episode goes. <laughs> it will so be a million years. It's going to be on forever. Well, yeah, with the amount of games that Don plays, it, that might, <laughs> it might be true. Jerk! <laughs> I also no, had to... Also had to uh, it wouldn't even be longer if we would count the eShop titles. I had to cover for Danny a week last month. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had then. to play the joys of Sonic Blast. There we go. Well, okay then, let's start the episode. Come on, let's do this thing. Okay then, so, Nintendo Direct. Um, that was... Uh, there were two that went ahead, the Japanese one by Iwata, as always. Um, where was he this time? He was in some kind of... I don't he know, was in the shield like room. Um, <laughs> the shield room. Where, where they test like... uh, wireless connections. And he said afterwards on Twitter that it was really hard to record him. It looks like the thing out of X-Men. You know, the, one, the um, giant machine that finds other mutants. <laughs> kind of reminded me of that. Uh, spiky walls. Yeah, the spiky walls, yeah. <laughs> well, he's here. Bad karma, bad vibes coming from that room. It's like, you know, attacking you through the screen. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen that in 3D. But anyway, yeah, it was the 21st of April, right? And yep. um, the European one was the same day, just a little bit later, mm -hmm. uh, from Shibata-san. Yes. Uh, which is completely different from Iwata-san. But it's a bit confusing for some people who thought he might be the same person. But just with a mustache. <laughs> He's not the same person. <laughs> with a fake mustache yeah. and an accent. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be concentrating on the Japanese one because um, obviously connectivity and possibly RFN will cover the uh, the European and American ones. Uh, well, America didn't really have one, did they? <laughs> no, they didn't have one at all. Thanks, Reggie. 
So yeah, um, I'll start it off. Uh, the first thing on the agenda was um, the 20 years of Kirby. So they're celebrating 20th, 20th anniversary of Kirby with the uh, 3D Classics Kirby's Adventure, the classic NES game or Famicom game. And that will be released on the 25th of this month, which is quite soon. Yes. Um, the rest of the world already has this, right? Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is more like a catch-up thing so rather than news. Yeah, you know, I was honestly kind of surprised it's taken this long to get out here. Uh, I was almost thinking that maybe Nintendo forgot about it or something here in Japan. Yeah, well, the, the news, the biggest news about the Kirby anniversary was um, that they're going to release this special Wii compilation disc featuring uh -oh. the best games of the franchise, and that will be released this summer. And also, Club Nintendo are going to have some cool Kirby goods, which we don't know about yet. So, if you if you guys were choosing games for the Wii compilation disc, what would it be? I would go with uh, Superstar, but that's already lots of games on in one game, isn't it? I, I would die. I would die from happiness if Superstar was at least on there. But that's already isn't that on? That's all. No, that's on the DS. It's not on the Virtual Console, right? No, it's not on the Virtual Console. Wait, wait, it's no, no, it's, DS, no, it's right? on the PAL Virtual Console. I don't know about Japan, but it's on the PAL one. Oh, really? Yeah. The the uh, SNES version? Okay. Um, but the DS one is, like, way better, right? It's, like, yeah, stuff. And yeah, way better. It's probably a lot cheaper but than I'm, I'm, this I'm disc interested is going to be. I'm to see where this disc is going to go. Are they only going to focus on, like, the console ones? Are they going to include, like, the, the Game Boy ones? Is it... You know, I'm hmm. very unsure about this Doubtful. collection because when I hear compilation, I can't think of anything else than a Mario disc. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, they, they might put Kirby 64, I guess. Hmm. Maybe they could do one from each generation or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a big Kirby fan. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's the thing. I, I love Kirby to pieces, but I don't... With the Mario one, I was really shaking up because they only, like... Put, what did they put on there? They put on a disc um, well, Super Mario All Stars. Just All Stars, yeah. Yeah, which was in incredibly lazy. They didn't even change like the simple stuff, like the, the oh. controller input. It was still like the same um, images from the SNES version, which was um, ridiculous. That was bad. It was really, really it, bad. It was a it was a forty megabyte ROM <laughs> on a four point seven gigabyte disc. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And the soundtracks uh, were soundtrack disc uh, was not great. Uh, it contains only about thirty minutes. Yeah. And it was like it wasn't like ten songs and ten sound clips. Right. Exactly. Sound clips. Come so, on. Yeah. Some sound clips spanning about all of one second. If you want to experience that, you know, just play Super Mario All-Stars and, like, you know, download a few YouTube videos and you've got the same experience. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Ridiculous. And, and download some um, some scanned imagery of the booklet. You know, that that, that kind of gets me worried now. I, now I feel like they're just going to put Kirby Superstar on a disc. Uh, <laughs> uh, please, no. Please, no. Please, for the God, no. I think if you look at last year with Zelda and all the stuff they did for the anniversary with that, I mean, I think, you know, they kind of listened to the fans in a, in a way because, I mean, we got Zelda Overload last year, you know? I mean, that's great. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't... I, I, I hope they're not going to be as lazy as what they were with the Mario, you know, anniversary uh, set. Um, mm. 
signs kind of point to maybe not, but then again, too, it is Nintendo, and they sold like something like two, 2.5 million copies of that Mario compilation disc, which is pretty ridiculous, considering it's just Super Mario All-Stars. Yeah. I would I would want everyone to you know set their expectations to low, very low, for that disc. Okay, let's move, let's keep this um, thing going forward. Danny, can you go next? Sure. So you want to talk about the success of Just Dance in the West, and even more recently here in Japan. But he notes that rather than localize Nintendo, culturize Just Dance Wii, um, meaning that you know they make it more appropriate for the local audience. Uh, you know, following this information, Just Dance 2, uh, Just Dance Wii 2 was announced. Um, it's a Japanese culturalized version of Just Dance 3, and it's going to actually come out here in July. So in the Japanese version of Just Dance, which I think was best on Just Dance 2? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, they had like AKB48 uh, dancers in the background, didn't they? Right, so the, right. like the animations were different. Um, was that the one with the horrifying Mario thing? Yeah, and they later, like months later, transferred it to the download content for Just Dance 3. Yeah, I still have nightmares about that. And I have that song, so I know how it plays. <laughs> um, I know how it plays when I close my eyes at night. <laughs> you see yourself dancing in that Mario suit, you think, <laughs> oh god, no. Yeah, I'm trapped in the Mario suit. <laughs> Okay, then. Well, we can't really say much else about that, can we? <laughs> Just Dance, coming to Japan. Well, we don't even know which songs they're going to be included, so there you go. We don't know anything Lots at of all. J-pop. Next. Hmm. Well, okay, after Don. that, a trailer for um, Black and White 2. Uh, it was, they featured more of the environments the Pokemon you will encounter. And after that, um, Iwata showcased two Pacific titles that are coming to the Nintendo eShop. First was Pokemon AR Searcher, which built, which will be out on the same day as Pokemon Black and White 2 on July 23rd. It is an AR shooter, and the Pokemon you catch via the app can be carried into the new installment, which is very mm. interesting. And um, I think Shibata later in the European one said that you could also randomly encounter like really rare Pokemon, like um, like Moltres or something. Um, the Pokemon AR shooter in Japan will cost you 300 yen. What, what was the one? That, oh, we'll get onto that later. But um, yeah, this is kind of interesting because when we all found out that Black and White 2 was going to be a DS game, there was a, like lots of uh, kind of sighing around the internet. But this is how they're kind of linking, making the 3DS, 3DS owners get a better deal. Like they can do more stuff with it. Without affecting the cartridge. Or giving the Pokemons more compelling option than a regular DS in some places. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously they can't add 3D when you put it in a 3DS. And they can't do too many extra things. But they can do things like this. Like, you know, apps. Which is, I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. I, I kind of hope that they would do this with more games, you know. Um, you know, have 3D, 3DS apps that kind of interact with other TD, 2D games. Yeah, I think the first one to kind of do this was um, was the Love Plus uh, app um, mm, in the yeah, eShop, yeah, yeah. which um, for 200 yen you could um, take also AR photos, but the other option was um, getting your data from the DS game, so the one of the one of those, <laughs> the first or the second version, into the 3DS game, and then continue from there without doing the whole tutorial stuff again, which was pretty interesting. You know what that ri reminded me of? 
It was like, you know, when Microsoft sold like the cable to transfer data from one hard drive to another, it was like $50 for a cable that you use once. It was kind of, it kind of reminds me of that. It's like you're downloading an app just to, you know, transfer your stuff over and they charge you for it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they, well, now they spend it a little bit more, Nintendo, and now they make it sure that you get something out of it, which I found cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's It's better than that, yeah. Which leads us on nicely to the next thing, Minoru. Okay, uh, the an, uh, the another Pokemon related announced was Pokemon Zenkoku Zukan Pro or Pokedex 3D Pro. To keep it simple, this will be an updated version of the original Pokedex 3D with lots of new features and options. On top of that, all the Pokemon out there will be avail available instead of the 150 that were available in the original application. Pokedex 3D Pro will set you back 1,500 yen. How expensive! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> That's a <laughs> yeah. You know the original one was free. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that one? Yeah, and, and yeah, and they have announced that the original app will disappear from the eShop beginning June. Exactly. Um, you, you mean that app that's sitting on my 3DS <laughs> doing nothing? They're going to charge people 1,500 yen for a pro version? Well, they said they're going to make it like a full-fetched product with new options and features. The, the original Pokédex was more of an experiment for them. And now they're going to hmm. see what they could do more of it with their AR features and with the whole catalog thing. And on top of that, of course, all the Pokemon will be included this time. So it will be a very interesting thing what they're going to do with it. But um, for the rest, pretty much, they haven't shown any real imagery of it. So it's like we still have to wait for that. Yeah, I'm sorry. That pricing on that is just ridiculous. 1,500 yen? Yeah. I, th I think 500 would be cool. 1,500 yeah. is a bit tricky. Yeah. It's, uh, hmm. I think they're having a laugh. With that price, I mean, I can I just take back what I previously said? Why you know it's nice that they're giving you know extra things for such a cheap price, and then they just ruin it with this. <laughs> it's like they got to keep what the are balance. They, doing? they got to keep the balance, you know. One ca one good thing and one crazy thing. I wonder if they can import the black and white data into this one too. That would be yeah, make me more probably. interested in this though. Yeah, is I mean, is this like a, a box you can store your Pokemon in and sort it out as well? I mean, that would make sense, right? That would be nice, actually. I don't know. Like, um, what was it called on the GameCube? Was it just called Pokemon, Pokemon Bo Box? Pokemon Box. We got it on the European yeah, yeah, yeah. Club Nintendo, I think. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. as an app, it makes more sense, right? And as a more app, it would make more sense. So well, we don't know if that feature will be actually included. So, there you go. Hmm. Actually... If I could just do a little aside for one second, you know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, talking about um, apps connecting with uh, 2DS games, like if they did something like we're using the uh, pedometer built into the 3DS, you know, how like the the Pokewalker, mm -hmm. you know, if they could kind of, you know, patch patch it so the 3DS could work as a Pokewalker kind of thing, you know, something like that. And I also thought, you know, how Dragon Quest Nine had the... Um, kind of a street not street pass uh, what do you call it yeah yeah like bark mode right they you could close your uh your ds and you could swap maps on dragon quest 9 yeah i mean that would be so cool if they could just make an app on the 3ds that kind of did that 
for you, like it, it, it fit it into the proper 3DS uh, Street Pass system, and then it would link up with your Dragon Quest Nine, you know, something like that. But um, I don't know if this is going to be anything like that. But yeah, there are lots of possibilities that they could do with that. But I think this is more the... something that would include in the AR searcher. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just feels like this should all be in the same app. <laughs> I don't know why they're all they're separating these two. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Combine them and for like half that price. <laughs> well, it, it, it depends for me. It depends what new features they're going to add, if I'm going to buy it or not. I'll let the, let the features decide if I want to buy it or not. That's all. Indeed, indeed. Okay, let's move on. So... um Next up, we've got some uh, third-party games. So this uh, one is Guild Zero One, I guess, from, yep. uh, from Level 5. So they showed a new trailer highlighting all the four games in the collection once again. And this game is coming out on the 31st of May. I was, I'm really looking forward to this one. I mean, uh, there's a game from Suda in there, which is one mm -hmm. of my favorite Japanese developers. And uh, I've got a game in there from the Final Fantasy Tactics um, creator. And there will also be a demo of like time travelers, um, which you can unlock if you perform well in all of those games. So I'm really, really excited for this one. This actually was first um, for April 14th, which I thought, well, this would be a very nice game to bring with me along to E3. And now they delayed it to May 31st and I have to play it afterwards. So, <laughs> Right, that's too near, isn't it? Yeah, so there you go. Mm, I'm a bit sad about that. So do you think they're calling it Guild Zero One because this is going to be like a recurring series, you know, Zero Two or whatever? That would be nice. I think if they can bring out like little developers and give them new ideas to put in a collection, that would be great. But um, they might want to see first how this one will do. Do you think that these are worth separating and putting on the eShop? Or? Um, well, we haven't played the games yet, so I can't say really. Um, yeah. it's, it's certainly, it's certainly thinkable out. it's certainly thinkable that those games will, could be separated because um, but so far I've seen of it on their website and on the videos it seems like really full-fledged products um, and really worthwhile purchases on their own um, but giving it in a compilation is even better yep let's hope they are all fully fleshed out Okay, next. Yeah, so actually also out on May 31st is Dragon Quest Monsters Terry's Wonderland 3D. And uh, another thing cool about that too, I, I believe they're actually going to have a special limited edition system as yep. well coming out. I remember oh, it looking... With all slimes uh, white and then with all blue slimes at right. the front. Yeah, yeah I, me I remember it looking pretty sharp. Um, so that'd be kind of cool to get if you need an extra 3DS. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, but uh, you know, Iwata notes that the game is going to you know, feature new monsters from the upcoming Dragon Quest X. So that's actually that's pretty cool. And um, there's also going to be bonus uh, goodies for people that have uh, Dragon Quest Joker save files, too. So, you know, it's mm. kind of just more... If you're a hardcore Dragon Quest fan here in Japan, you know, that's awesome for you. During the last Nintendo Direct, I announced there were like 600 creatures in that game including wow. all, all the other games, and they really improved this original um, Terry's Wonderland game. So Yeah, because this is, what, a remake of the original one or something? Yeah, there's a, a remake of the original, but they add so much new stuff to it. Right, right, yeah. 
So that's, you know, for Dragon Quest fans here in Japan, this would be pretty awesome. And this is this is announced for the U.S., isn't it? North America, Europe? No, it's not announced for any other countries. countries. Okay. It's only for Japan only right now. I see. Isn't, isn't Joker a DS game? Uh, Joker, Joker 1, Joker 2 are DS games. So how are you going to transfer the save files? Well, Interesting. What, what is possible... Um, this, the 3DS system has a lot of RAM. So basically you start up Terrors of Wonderland 3D... Um, select the option, uh, put a, a Joker card which in, get the information, <laughs> pu pull the Stop Joker card. Stop and swap. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Banjo-Kazooie didn't have. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, but it's certainly possible on the 3DS, so I think that this is something they're going to do. Well, that's a, yeah. new, that's a new thing, isn't it? Actually, uh, New Level Plus uh, do the same thing, uh, mm -hmm. uh, importing the save file of Lab Plus or Lab Plus Plus to New Lab Plus. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you have to buy a separate app for that. We uh, we just discussed exactly. yeah. that, yeah. Which is um, which is also a different way of doing things. Although I think they added some new extra features in the Lab Plus tool set um, yeah. on that app. And this is just basically stop and swap, getting information, getting the information route. So that's all they need, really. Cool. That's the reason why I didn't buy Banjo-Tooie when I found out that it wasn't going to work. I was like, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> Indeed. So what do we got next? A3 Odyssey 4 was shown in a 4-minute new trailer. In this trailer you can actually download from the eShop and watch in 3D. Uh, there will also be a demo somewhere down the line. Although this wasn't available directly after Nintendo Direct, so it will be interesting when this one is going to release on the eShop. Uh, the full game will be in stores on July 5th. Um, so, next up, Minoru? Okay, next up is a little battle experience explosive boost, uh, or a dumb ball senki bucket boost from Level 5, which is an updated version of a PSP game. Iwata names a slew of improvements and says it's the best way to experience it. Uh, this game is out on July uh, 5th, which is my birthday. Huh. Wow. How's that? Are you going to get it? <laughs> that can be your birthday present for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, I know nothing about this game. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I, I've seen a few trailers for it. It looks really interesting, but I haven't played it. So The, the title reminds me of that Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion. It's, it's more, of a, uh, more of a game with, ma with small little Max. Um, and I, for the rest, I don't even know anything else about it. So it's a game with small little Max. <laughs> well, that sounds more interesting. Yeah. Okie dokie. Next up, we have Taiko Drum Master for the 3DS. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm you really, I'm really, really excited <laughs> for that. Is yeah. Two styluses, styli. We don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> they haven't showed that one. Um, even on the line they show during the gameplay. Um, I only saw like, one sort of icon, so I'm not sure yet. So um, Iwata showed off the game's new adventure mode, uh, where Don-chan and his baby dragon friend work through a story. Interesting. Yeah, this will be out uh, July the 12th. Lots of games coming out in July. Pretty yeah. cool. I, I, again, this is one of those games. I love rhythm games, and Taika Drum Master were one, is one of my favorite series on Wii. Um, and... Uh, 
After that, I kind of got back to the DS games, which are more fun too. But uh, having this on a more powerful system with Wii technology and with sound, better sound capabilities, I think it will be one of the better versions out there to have on the go with you. So the DS version, I remember it came with some ridiculously huge add-on, which is almost kind of like the Kid Icarus stand in a way, wasn't it? Wasn't, wasn't it like a stand? Something like that, I can't really remember. I think I remember you like you put the DS on a stand and he had a blue blue stylus and a pink stylus and <laughs> he, he kind of presented it like the arcade game. It was quite cute. Yeah. The box is huge if you see it in the shops, so it must have something big in there. I wonder if this this will come with a similar thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but um, again, random games always good. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a big sticker saying "compatible with Kid Icarus stand." Like that. <laughs> Nintendo loved those kind of things. Okay, next. Yeah, next up, you know, Rune Factory 4. Uh, it's going to actually be coming out on July 19th. Um, you know, Iwata didn't really say a whole lot about it other than the fact that, you know, now that the players can actually sell their items to other people around town. Um, you know, I'm not really honestly too familiar with this game, Don. I assume that you probably are, considering you're familiar with, like, everything. Or. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It, this is a spin-off of Harvest Moon, so right, right. Uh, a more adult version of Harvest Moon. There's more like uh, relationship adult? stuff. In, yeah, there's more an adult version of Harvest Moon, and more of a story-based version. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, those games were pretty good, especially. I think I played one. I think I played one on Wii. Uh, I played a translated version of it, and that was pretty fun actually. Um, but um, so far the 3DS version, I don't know much about the DS games. I haven't played them. So I can't really tell you anything about it. Then it looks cool. Coolie, coolio. Indeed. So last of all, for the third-party roundup, is um, was a trailer for Project X Zone, which featured flashy imagery and playable characters in action. And I really love what I saw. It is an, um, what is it, a strategic RPG, was it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like to me. It looks like a mix between a strategy RPG and like a fighting game or something. Oh yeah, um, but they haven't again. They haven't announced the date for it. It will be somewhere in 2012, but it looks really good, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I've I've seen quite a few videos of this now, and it's kind of like they don't show the map screen or like how you're going to navigate, but the kind of the battling scene. It's kind of. Um, yeah. The the thing the thing oh. I got from the backgrounds is that they make small little little nods to other other games from their from their properties. So I saw the theater from Dead Rising in the background. <laughs> so the small little things like that that you notice of these three companies coming together, which is actually pretty cool. We haven't seen the lowest the touch screen, so we don't know what's going on down there. But I don't know if you have direct control of the people or if it's just issuing commands. It didn't look like. People are in direct control, but I don't know. We don't know yet. But it's definitely interesting, and some really cool animations. Like, looks like the like the Ryu and Ken ones were taken straight out of Street Fighter Four. Some of them. Yeah. Like, um, obviously the 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 character sprites on the screen were like little cutie, like um, like super deformed kind of size characters. But, but we were, but were we're very crisp and clear for what they were. Very clear, yeah. yeah. And then when. But when the animation started, when they were doing a special move, it was like, you know, full-on polit- polygonal um, Street Fighter Four type looking Ryu and Ken. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. 
definitely interesting. And a lot, oh, last time, last uh, Nintendo Direct, this was just known as uh, the the Sega Cross Namco Bandai. Cross Capcom game. Cross Capcom game, right? So yeah. now at least you know what the name is and what it looks like, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yes. So let's move back to some first party games. Minoru, what do we got first? Mario Tennis Open was discussed once more. You'll be able to pick and use these from the Mi Studio. There are over 200 items available for your Mi's. These items will change properties like speed, spin, etc. Once again, this is out on March 24th without RPG. May 24th, not March. Oh, sorry, sorry. May 24th. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Bit of time travel in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, who wants to rant about the lack of uh, RPG mode? I-, I can't be bothered. I don't. I'm happy. You're happy? Yeah, I'm really happy with this game. Yeah, I don't. Okay. It's, 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 it's a sequel of the, of the console games, so I, I don't care. You know, I never got to play any of the, the, any of the Mario sports games with the RPG elements, but I'm kind of disappointed that it's not included. I mean, I'm still going to get it regardless, but it would have been nice to have something a little bit more. But, hey. Okay. Minoru, are you angry? Of course. Well, I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love the RPG element where I played Mario Tennis, Mario Tennis Advance, and well, back in uh, Turbo Graphics era, <laughs> where there was a tennis game which includes uh, RPG uh, Pro Tennis huh. World Court. And that RPG was really, really good. So uh, I'm very disappointed. I didn't realize uh, tennis RPGs had such a long history. They don't even know about golf RPGs. Golf RPGs? I don't want to know about those too much. But (laughs) But there are some really old ones, like on on the Genesis, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Yeah... Well, it's not too bad. Here's the thing for me. Here's the thing for me. Hmm. I I don't. I I mean I like the RPG ones. They're fantastic, but that is what not what they're shooting for with this one. They're shooting for like download play stuff and online features. Well, no, yeah, I agree. To have that out there as a sequel to like the the proper uh, console versions, I think they're doing the best they can with this game, and. You can say, well, they could have included RPG elements on the on the on the 3DS one, and I think sure that has certainly been possible. But um, I, I like the way it's structured, and I like the way, um, the, like for example, the special games they include with this one. It feels like a proper game, um, like the game they they missed on on Wii and just released the GameCube one. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I I do see how it is a sequel to the console version, but. It's not a console, so why are they doing a sequel to the console version? Are they putting all these effort into these special games? And then all these, like I uh, just said, 200 items for the Miis. It's like they're kind of admitting that they should have done an RPG mode, so to make up for it, they're kind of doing all these items for the Miis. And, the, and even the other day they were saying, you know, this is, the kind of, this is a kind of kind of rpg type mode lots of things to do you know lots of items to get but it's not it's just an excuse and um you know just after what had the kind of half-assed thing they did with mario kart 7 with the online and stuff you know missing the mission modes and everything and online tournaments and all that kind of stuff that was missing because they wanted to 
you know, crank it out in a year. And it's kind of like, I'm just getting deja vu. It's like Mario Tennis, you know. We've got all these cool things. But... I'm getting a better vibe from Mario Tennis, to be honest, than from Mario Kart 7. Because they're doing a lot of the same... They it, Again, it's I agree with you. It's stupid that they uh, continue the console ones. But if you look at it from that perspective, I think they're doing everything they can. Um, but again, it's from a, from a handheld standpoint, it's stupid that they didn't include the RPG. But I can forgive them for why they didn't include it. Well, we'll see, we'll find out soon enough. Um, it looks like a fun game. I'm not going to say it doesn't look fun, but you know, you can't just help having that little niggling feeling. You know what it could have been, but there you go. So let's move on. Uh, next up, we have uh, Coldcept. Any Coldcept fans in the house? Mm, nope. No. I remember I said the same thing. In the <laughs> it was it episode nine. When we talked about two the last episodes, direct. <laughs> two episodes ago. <laughs> two episodes ago. Oh, should we just skip this one? It's got <laughs> cooperative. <laughs> should at least say what is up with this game. It's got cooperative download play. One person who doesn't own the game playing co-op against the CPU with someone who does own it. There'll be a tournament in autumn. Nintendo is giving special cards to people. Uh, Nintendo started a Twitter account for it, 3DS underscore Coldcept, coming out June 28th. You know, I uh, I accidentally watched a video about this game today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was I, I'd watched a part of the part of I, you know I was actually I've been kind of really busy this week, so it's really hard for me to keep track of a lot of this stuff. But I was catching up you know, this morning, and I happened across this game. I was like, "What is this? This sounds familiar," and um. It's kind of weird because I mean, you in the game you're getting like all these different kinds of cards. Um, that's kind of like one of the main I, I, things, I guess. And you're going around like this, uh, basically walking around in a circle um, on a map, um, and just I don't know. It's kind of like a dice roll game. It just looks kind of weird, and to be honest, doesn't look too fun. Um, <laughs> I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I Minoru, mean, do you know anything about this game at all, or? No, not at all. <laughs> the only thing I know that's helped with uh, with culture a bit, which we'll talk about in a second. Both of them were originally also on the GBA in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, that's all. That's all I can remember. I think I've only played culture a bit. I never got to concept on the GBA even. So um, I can't tell you anything about that. Okay. Well, we'll just leave it at that then. <laughs> okay then. So Danny, tell us about Calcio a bit. Yeah. So. Um, this game, it's going to be coming out here actually on July 12th. It's going to be 4,800 yen. Um, and actually, what it is too, it's like kind of like a soccer, well, it's a soccer game. and you're... So, uh, It's a football management game with exactly. right characters, yeah. And what's kind of cool from, I watched the video for this actually too, kind of on accident. Um, but actually, it's kind of cool because in Japan, you can pick like where your t club is going to be based out of. So... I mean, not just, like, the prefecture. You can actually break it down and go into, like, the different cities in the prefecture. And actually, in the in the trailer, too, they had went into Saitama. And I was thinking, oh, my God, they're going to go to my city. But they didn't. <laughs> they were actually getting really close. So I was kind of surprised. But um, anyways, uh, so Nintendo's actually going to be holding some kind of a promotion for this actually involving real soccer players and celebrities. Um, they're going to show videos of people playing against one another uh, starting in late May. And, you know, there's actually some footage 
and uh, other games, you know, that I saw, and that was about it. So, again, and we talked about last episode. This is the one I originally played on the GBA. I really liked mm-hmm. it, but I, mm-hmm. the the like the managing part of it was really to do with just one screen. So I'm happy that it's now on a dual screen system. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You know, it does look kind of interesting. Looks like it could be kind of fun. I don't know if I'd pay forty eight hundred yen for it, but it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna add more to the to make the game more fleshed out. I think it has online features they announced for it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It does have online features. But for the rest, I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Maybe you can like put your teams against one another online on your friends list. That would actually be nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Come on then. Next bit of news is a big one, Dan. Why do you read that one? Sure, why not? Um, there's going to be a 3DS firmware update very soon. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Um, this will add f- folder functionality to the home menu. You can store up to 60 items in a single folder, um, which is pretty big. You can also give names to each folder. The first character of the name is shown on the folder's icon. Um, the firmware also supports like version, version updates and patches. Uh, Nintendo's first patch will be Mario Kart 7. Uh, the patch will fix some shortcut issues with the game. Iwata apologizes nice. for causing players inconvenience, as he <coughs> should. Batman. <laughs> Ko- and Konami's New Love Plus and Square Enix Kingdom Hearts 3D will also get patches. This is awesome news. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I've never been so excited about folders. For Mario Kart 7 and Lula Plus, because um, for Mario Kart 7 it was like uh, the Wu Island track, where right. you could skip like a big part, and with Lula yeah. Plus there were various like technical issues with it, which stopped you from progressing in the game, which <laughs> is Yikes. a bit bad. Hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited about the Mario Kart 7 one, because I don't know if you guys have been online recently, but you'll get like 8 out of 10 people voting for that track. Just so they can cheat. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Everybody knows the cheat by now. Everybody cheats. And then it's just who can cheat the fastest. It's just <laughs> stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. It'd be it'd be good to get rid of those people. From yeah. Cheating. But this is awesome. This is like, you know, patching games. This is a huge thing for Nintendo to do. And to admit and to apologize for the Mario Kart 7 one. That is Incredible. I can't, I can't see Reggie apologizing, to be honest, <laughs> if he did an American <laughs> well, one. You have to realize, once this patch is out, the cheaters can also not come back because they have to update the game. Right, to get online, which is awesome. So yeah, this is awesome news. And uh, good news, and it's kind of good news going forward, isn't it, for the Wii U's. Obviously, we're going to all hope that it has this feature from the start on the Wii U, not to be patched in later. <laughs> Six yeah. months down the line. <laughs> so, uh, next up... Is uh, Fire Miyagi? Emblem Awakening. Iwata mentioned and showed the first piece of download content that was released simultaneous with the game. This is available for free through May 31st. There will be more download content on April 26th, priced priced 250 yen and 300 yen, which will not be free, I guess. Yeah. Both items are past Fire Ember characters drawn by guest art designers, like Mouse, I guess. Yeah, we heard about Mouse the other day, right? 
Mm-hmm. 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 is the first one. The other one is free. Mm-hmm. Which, I just, which I just downloaded, by the way. Ah, a little preview of something to come in new business. Excellent. So, um, next up, uh, I guess leading on from the, the DLC from that, um, the there will also be new challenge quests for Monster Hunter 3G and Theatrhythm. I guess they're getting more songs. Yeah. Yes. Going to continue supporting that, which is all good news. Well, well they they oh. said directly after Nintendo Direct. So the, so today, the day of recording, they released new songs immediately for Terrain and Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that's all the DLC done with, and then uh, straight after that, um, Animal Crossing, uh, aka Tobidase Dobutsu no Mori. Which, uh, Tobidase, how would you translate that, uh, Minoru? Is it coming out or jumping out? Mm, pop out. Oh, Popping out, yeah. yeah, like a pop-up book. This, this could be like for like the online features also. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know what the European version is. It's like, let's go <laughs> down to the city and come out in your face or something like that. Oh, that could be... Okay, no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think, the, I th- I think uh, they will do something with the mayor mechanic in the title. Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, yeah. So we got some uh, we got some pictures of this, and uh, Iwata says the game is progressing well, and the Megaton was it will be released this autumn, Woo! which is good news. So yeah, yeah. Animal Crossing, 3ds. Yes, I want to have it. I want to have it. Want to have it now? Yeah. Give me, give me. I've I've been out of the Animal Crossing loop since the one on the DS. Yeah, and, me uh, too. I I skipped the Wii one because it looked terrible, but this one, <sighs> I could get, I could dig it. The problem with the Wii one, it wasn't terrible. It was the same as the DS and the GameCube yeah. ones. It stuck taped exactly. together. Yeah, that's so exactly my problem with it. Too. DS game. And no the thanks. the 3DS one, they're releasing so much different stuff with it that I'm really interested in this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me too. We saw yeah. some um, kind of like behind-the-scenes images of, um, you know, how you can design the town a little bit. Like you can put lampposts. You have your you can... own freaking desk. I do. Yeah, you have your own freaking um, um, mayor desk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Indeed. So you are the mayor, right? Yeah, you and, are the, the um... big boss of that town. So, yeah, this would be cool. If they got some street co- cool Street Pass features in this game, I'm going to get it. The first one they announced is that you can actually share your house with other people, which would become like a, mod- a modeling home. Hmm. Um, and there will also be more interaction, but they're going to announce that stuff later. What I want is that you've got like a box. Say you can put 10 items in it. And this is your like street pass box, and then whatever's in that box, you can swap with other people, and you'll open up the box, you know, every day, and you'll what what you street passed, and you'll and you'll have swapped items with someone who you passed. I think that'd be an awesome way to get new items and be fun as well. Wouldn't that discourage people from not visiting other towns? Yeah, and this is just the street pass thing. Obviously, you'd be able to visit your friends' houses and stuff, right? Well, I think it's more better to get items from your friends than from some random dude, but okay. No, both, both. No, it's not an either-or option. It's like, yeah, yeah. I can do both. Yeah. And it'll be so much easier with just having your friends lists just there, right? 
yeah. like adding everyone individually. So be awesome. Also, they get um, loose of that whole cap limit on your town that you only can invite like two or three friends to your town or four friends. That you allowed even more people into your town. That would be freaking epic. Fifty-seven friends. <laughs> so, Danny, take us home. Yes. So, the grand finale of it all is the announcement of New Super Mario Bros. Uh, 2, which is actually going to be coming out in August of this year. Um, what is this? Nintendo's aiming for the new 2D Mario standard with this game. And, you know, one, they didn't, really didn't show any footage, really, of this game. Just a couple of... the free, Like, free images, and that's it. Exactly. And some interesting things to note from the images, of course, is that you see Mario using the raccoon tail and, you know, the little raccoon ears and stuff. And, you know, down at the bottom of the screen, too, that has the um, little P mark that you'd see in Mario Brothers 3, you know, that allows him to fly. So that's... Yes, yeah, so that's awesome. So I, I really... You know, with, with the... Uh, Tanuki suit in Mario and Super Mario 3D Land. I was kind of hoping that there'd be some kind of a flying element, but uh, it's in 3D. It's kind of like a. I mean, obviously you've done it in like you know Mario 64 and you know uh, uh, Galaxy and stuff like that too. But maybe I don't know. Maybe this just wasn't the focus they had. Maybe because they knew they had this in the yeah. in the works anyways. Um, so, but that's I'm, I don't know. I'm always kind of glad for uh, when I see stuff that's kind of like a. A wink at stuff of yesteryear. I like that type of stuff. I, I, I'll be honest. I I like more 2D Mario's than 3D Mario, so this is good news for me. Of all, mm-hmm. uh, my bridge title was really Super Mario 3D Land, and it will still remain my favorite Mario title. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see where just a regular standard 2D Mario game on the 3DS will take it. Mm-hmm. Little things that I noticed: um, the the two in New Super Mario Bros. Two was golden. And mm-hmm. there was one image of lots of golden enemies, and there was also a golden Mario. Right. So gold is obviously the theme in this one. What that means, I have no idea. <laughs> so gold Mario, I don't know. Is it invincible? Is he? Does he have some power? Can he turn other item, other characters to gold? I don't know. Be and then give the gold to Wario. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I I was a little bit disappointed with the the graphics and how similar it was to the DS game and the yeah, Wii but game. But then again, these are mm. you know just screen size that we saw on like a video. Yeah, very very I mean, small screens. Yeah. Exactly. So I think pixelated. So. If if we see it like in motion, I think it's going to look a lot better. At least maybe they'll be using like kind of like a modified type of engine from like you know 3D Land or something. You know, at least the same kind of quality of character models or something. You would think, you would hope. Yeah, and also knowing that New Super Mario Brothers Me uh, is <laughs> going to be most probably a Wii U launch title, so that's going to be like what August, September, October, November. So it's four months between two two D Mario games, right? Yeah, they gotta link up somehow. They, there's there's got to be some kind of like either level creation or something like that. I'm or in... absolutely, or absolutely nothing. Or absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think there must be more to it in the Wii U version, definitely. Yeah, there's got to be something there. It can't be four months apart to have two almost identical games and not have anything to link between them would be strange, in my opinion. I, th- I think that um, the men- both the mentalities are for New Super Mario Bros. Two. It will be a direct sequel from Super Mario from the original Super Mario Bros. Right. Which was mostly just Bowser and um, Bowser Jr. 
And I think for New Super, for New Super Mario Brothers Wii, it will be a direct sequel to New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which focused more on like the seven Koopa kids. Yeah, you'll probably have the Koopa kids involved there. But I'm just talking about you know level level creator is or DLC at, at least DLC on both versions. So at least the settings will be different, I hope. Um, but as far as features go, for the for the 3DS game. I don't know. Uh, it's. Uh, I hope something Street Pass related, like sharing items again, yes, just like yes. in Mario 3D Land. Uh, for the for the Wii U, Wii U game, there must be online. Yeah, there's got to be online. Or a level editor. Or, or a level editor. I have a good idea what's going to happen in the 3DS version. Come November, what's going to happen? Just as soon as the Wii U comes out, there's going to be something in your system that just goes click. All of a sudden, wow, you could use Mies in the game now. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, possibly something like that. But Probably again, not, they right? have now this patch system, so any functionality that isn't there can still come. It's just hidden That would be awesome. If there was some kind of like button that was like grayed out, and then whenever it comes, you know, November the 18th, when the Wii U comes out, then it just kind of like through spot pass, it activates it or something. That would be so cool. November there 18th? It has already confirmed that for Wii U? Nah, there isn't. Confirmed! <laughs> James Charlton confirmed it. Oh, was I not supposed to say that on air? Oh, sorry. You weren't. <laughs> yeah, I think I said this on the forum. Like, it's got a the the Wii U version. It's got to have online, or or a level editor. Or I I might not get it. I'm, I think I'm just 2D Mario'd out <laughs> with that style. Yeah. If it's a pack-in, he's gonna throw it on the ground. <laughs> I, I, I certainly can see it as a pack-in because they bought it back with uh, with Wii and didn't do it with 3DS. So maybe um, if they want to secure like a few more sales, maybe they will include it as a pack-in game. Yeah, they got to do something like that. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was it. Nintendo Direct for uh, April. So let's move on to some new business. Okay, so we're on to new business, and uh, I thought, uh, Minoru, this is your first time to talk about your new business, so why don't you go ahead? What have you been playing uh, recently? Well, I've been playing nothing but Kijikoras Uprising since its launch day, which was about a month ago. Right, so... you mentioned that in the last episode, right? Yeah. You're talking about street passing and stuff? Exactly. Yeah. yeah and... So have you finished it by now? The day before yesterday, I unlocked all the weapons, so now I can well, make weapons freely or without restriction. And uh, well, I played it so long. According to my 3DS, I've already played it for 105 hours. Really <laughs> <laughs> scary. We have a winner. Wow. Yeah. Ding, wow. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> In one month, holy crap, man. Wow. I I don't think if you added all of my games up, <laughs> my total playtime doesn't even reach 100 hours. I don't know. <laughs> I think I own, I own... Wow, have I played a 3DS game for that long? The longest I've played is possibly Terrorism, and it's still like 40 hours. 
Wow, impressive. So you like this then, Minoru? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, it's easily my longest played 3DS game. <laughs> well, that's that's quite obvious. Yeah. According to the Guinness <laughs> World Book of Records, yeah. Yeah. Because you're in there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and of course, uh, Kid Icarus, uh, it's really, really good. Uh, maybe my favorite game ever. <laughs> well, I, well I, you know, I, I like it a lot, but like the controls, personally, I find it a bit finicky, so it wouldn't be a perfect game for me, but it's a lot of fun. So, Minoru, what makes it um, your favorite game? Is it the like the the secrets and the extra things, like, or well, is it the story, or what is it? Well, what I love most about it is its online multiplayer mode. Uh, oh. I'm not a huge online shooter guy, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, 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 let me compare compare here the multiplayer mm-hmm. modes of Kidicarus with that of well, Uncharted 3 or Call of Duty Modern Warfare Call 3. Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, both of which I played late last year from their launch day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, while playing both of them, I've been kicked my ass for hours and, <laughs> <laughs> and stopped playing them. Uh, if it was Call of Duty, it could have been Danny. No, I get my ass kicked continuously. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know both of uh, these games are sequels, so many other players had the experience of playing the previous games. But still, I was so pathetic. <laughs> that's that's unfair. Pitting pitting a Japanese guy against you know a bunch of dude you know, bros from dude America, bros from who, the states on Call yeah. of Duty, or, 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 or small kids from the UK, or <laughs> that's yeah, twelve year olds, yeah, twelve year olds from the UK. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so uh, probably my kills outnumbered my deaths only several times. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I enjoyed playing them, but I stopped playing because I didn't feel I was making progress. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. So with Kid Icarus, you can kick some ass. Yes, uh, I'm not so competitive a game, but not as terrible as I was in these games. <laughs> right, uh, right. True, sometimes I got zero points, but most of the time, I'm not the worst player of the six and from time to time, I'm the number one player in the game in terms of nice. points. Nice, nice. Have you played with any of the other staff members? Not yet. Uh, I hope uh, I will have some uh, chance to play with them. Yeah, I'd be interested to know, you know, who's the best uh, Kid Icarus player on staff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cert- it certainly won't be me because I don't even like to take risks in the story mode. I put my my meter, my heart meter, very low. Well, it certainly Wait. won't be me because I don't own the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like likewise. But I mean, after what Minoru's saying, shoot, I, I have some like store credit at the electronic store here in town. Actually, about like seventeen hundred yen. I mean, Jesus, that's like almost like half off for the game. I think maybe I'll go get it like this week. It sounds awesome, just from reading everything and hearing this now. I I, yeah. t- I talked to you also several times with it. Uh, I know. Outside of family cast, I was like, "Dude, you need to play this." He was I like, know. "He was like, mm, I, I I don't know, I don't know." <laughs> yeah. So Minoru, for a for a street pass uh, fiend like myself, is it a lot of fun? You know, collecting these gems, uh, or what are what are they called? Well, 
Yeah, uh, when I shoot fast with other players, mm. I get a gem or seed uh, of mm. a weapon. But uh, like I said in the last episode, you need some in-game currency uh, in order to get a weapon from the gem and it's expensive. So, mm, well, well, I it, have it, it, it depends. It, it, dep it depends. Yeah, if you course. are really skilled at the game, and I think Minoru can confirm this, you can put your ha heart meter during the story mode really high and get plenty of hearts out of that. But the, uh, but the risk is that you will also lose a lot of hearts if you are not very good. Right. And playing multiplayer modes, uh, you can get some hurts, but um, not many. So and and uh, I mainly I mainly playing multiplayer mode, so I have um, many hurts. If you are willing to sacrifice um, like more of the meter, you get better rewards. But if you're poorly, you don't get many. You lose more hearts than you actually get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does sound, uh, yeah, that does sound interesting. Yeah, and it sounds like there's so much stuff to do, like, uh, you know, secrets and unlocks and things like that. The achievements system and things like that. The achievement system is actually pretty clever. It's just like um, you uncover lots of bits of a puzzle, and then the five grids around it, you can see how to unlock the various stats or requirements. So there you, there's a plenty of t room, just like only solely with the multiplayer modes, to return to the single player and get more hearts for your weapon gems, or get um, like a better score overall and get more stuff out of it. Nice, nice. Wow. So before this game, you know, what was your favorite game before Kidicus? Before, well, this year uh, I played uh, Gravity Days, uh, which was really good. <laughs> yeah, and the only uh, the only worthwhile game on the Vita. Yes, right. <laughs> and Don has a Vita, so he can say that. <laughs> yeah, that's the only that's the only game I've sunk many hours into, and I'm kind of done with the Vita now already. Yikes! Because there's not anything coming out for it. Right. And the best and the, and the best thing I got recently was like a paint app on like for free on the PlayStation v on the PlayStation Vita store and it doesn't have an erase button. Wow. <laughs> Why? That sounds awesome. Coming I, soon to the Vita. I have no idea. Paint without erase. Let's <laughs> see how good you are. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Okay then. So that's pretty much all you've been playing, Minoru, right? Because a hundred and odd hours is not really much else you can do with your life. Yeah. Time, is <laughs> yeah. And well, while playing it for hundred hours, I made an analysis why Kidicor's Smart Player is so good. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Aside from the fact that I'm better at Kidicorus than at mm -hmm. other shooters, I found uh, some points that makes Kidicorus much more fun. And uh, it's the nature of bullets or shots. Mm -hmm. In realistic military shooters like Call of Duty and also in Uncharted, your main weapons are, of course, all guns. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
their bullets are so fast that you can hardly judge them. And yeah, and since they are flicking bullets, you die after <laughs> you got only a few of them. So if you oh, encounter another player, one of you dies within a few seconds in most cases. And I think uh, this is a huge missed opportunity because the moment you come across other players is most thrilling in multiplayer shooters, you know. Mm -hmm. But in these games, you spend most playtime on a kind of hide and seek, and and die or kill. <laughs> and yeah. that way, and that way, it has more like um, a Super Smash Bros. mentality than a first-person shooter mentality, which is kind of thinkable mm -hmm. because of its uh, Sakurai game. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And so, in Kidicarus, on the other hand, most weapons have much slower shots which you can dodge if you are careful enough. And yeah. they are not so lethal as bullets of military shooters, although some critical players have made ridiculously powerful weapons which <laughs> kill you in one shot, but that is not common. <laughs> yeah. Those are the Call of Duty players trolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because of this nature of shots, thrilling moments go on in Kidicarus, and this is really addictive. Yeah, I've completely fallen in love with it. That's my new yeah. and ongoing <laughs> business. Yeah, it's uh, it's it is. You know, when you think of it, it is the Smash Brothers mentality mixed with a first-person shooter, but more on the Smash Brothers side with more unlockable stuff at to through several means than only like your XP level up status. So it's a way more fun and addicting game to play because you. Um, can set your own standards and set your own rules and make it more compelling that way um, and yeah. make sure you go back to the old other elements in the game and make yourself even better at it so there's enough to do to hold you over for a very long time yeah I agree have you played with friends Minoru or just random people uh, I'm playing with just random people yeah can and you select um, Japan or the world or is it um is it always just I don't everywhere? think so. Uh, only uh, with friends or uh, random, with random people. I see, yeah. I see. It's anyone or friends. That's the only two options. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it does sound interesting. You have piqued my interest uh, a little bit more. So, yeah, never know. I might pick it up. I've seen it uh, used, actually, already. Huh. <laughs> A couple of places. Well, I can, you know, I can, I can mm -hmm. see it because it's for some people the controls will be a little bit too much to handle. So I can see why people would already return it. Well, yeah. it, it, but it's something you get used to over time, and I think if you stick to it and screw around a little bit of the options to make it better for you, you can get a lot of fun out of it. But it is finicky. I will give it that. Because it's a first-party game, it's like. Brand new, it's like four thousand eight hundred, and used, it's like four thousand. It's like you know, you barely save any much money. Huh. <laughs> it's like Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube. It was like, it was still almost full price, you know. Oh five, god, five six years later, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, crazy. even I, I remember seeing it at the store, and I seen it for like sixty five hundred yen. Yeah, like six, seven, eight years after the fact, after yeah. it was released, that was, was like, last week. Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, well, they're still selling selling here like um, Twilight Princess for fifty euros. 
Jesus. Wow. Even to like the Nintendo Select version, it should be like twenty. <laughs> well, well, the Nintendo Select version, if you can find it, it's twenty. But if you find the normal oh. version, it's still fifty. That's stupid. Okay then, so uh, for me, um, so last episode we uh, obviously, uh, myself, Minoru and Danny all met up to do the uh, Street Pass video, which is, uh, which should be live on the site by the time you listen to this episode, uh, so please make sure you watch it. So Danny was kind enough to lend me uh, his Star Fox uh, 64 3D and a quarter, <laughs> which is... Um, very kind of you, Danny. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And uh, I've been enjoying it uh, a whole lot, actually. Um, you know, it was one of those games when, when I was very skeptical, you know, it's a 64 game, you know, remastered, you know. I wasn't very impressed with, uh, you know, Ocarina of Time 3D. It was, you know, there's some nice improvements or whatever, but Star Fox, I, he's barely unrecognizable from the 64 version. <laughs> like, the graphics are like, pretty amazing really i mean some mm -hmm. of the systems best even even up till this point um aside you know outside of things like resident evil of course but but the the texture work that they've done it is really amazing and um i know that it's, they've basically just retextured it but just just visually it's it looks more like what you know the original vision probably was you know well, it is um, it it is from the one of the guys who made Star Fox big, Dylan Cuthbert. He was the director yeah, yeah. for the remake. So, good old Cuthbert, yeah, Q Games. And I was uh, yeah, I was like at um, I was playing it at um, at the after E three event, like the kid the the European version, and I told him I just played your game, and he said it's the best graphics on the three DS, isn't it? I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, it was very good graphics. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd have to agree with him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it's nice. I mean, I I haven't played this since the uh, the original uh, came out. I had okay. the original back in the day. And well, I guess I played it a little bit on Super Smash Brothers Brawl. They had the demo there. Okay. Um, but it didn't yeah. inspire me to get it on the VC. I was like, oh, I've done this all before. But this is enough time has passed for me to have forgotten. Uh, most of the things but it, it, some of the things did come back to me like some of the shortcuts and secret routes and stuff and I managed to go through on the expert uh, run on the, on my first time through it which I was quite happy with you know it all came back to me um, so and I like the you know the little extra features they've done like the the, the score attack and mm -hmm. the, the multiplayer modes which you can play uh, on your own which is pretty cool you can play against bots and uh, check out the new uh, multiplayer arenas. I mean, Danny, me and you played it w way back, right? Oh, yeah, um, that was back in the summer, right? Was that during the Akihabara Live episode, I guess? Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, which is like episode three or four or something. something so, yeah, like that, that was the last time uh, I, uh, we only played it multiplayer then, right? <laughs> I think that was the last time I played it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you lent it to me. Cause I was wondering why there was a layer of dust on it. <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> oh, I, by the way, Danny, I beat all your scores. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> all one of them. Yeah, I put a whopping like it two or three like, hours into it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like rank one, Danny, and then rank two, three, four, five. <laughs> it's like <laughs> blank, blank, blank. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, very impressed. Um, very impressed with Star Fox 3D. And um, I don't know if the, I'd want any other N64 games in 3D. I know Blast Court is completely impossible to do in 3D because <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare game. But that's probably the only other game I'd want in on the 3DS. I think the only one we'll ever see, hopefully, is Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah, Majora's Mask. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, Banjo-Kazooie. Yep, that's never going to happen. Diddy Kong Racing 3D. <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing 3D. It's already on the DS. They just have to just... Well they, well, they well, they can do, because they don't have a contract to do, like, exclusive handheld games for Microsoft. And they, did some, and they did some under the rare name Food Perfect Publishing Wilds. 3D. For the publishing <laughs> rights of both Deeds, both Deeds Q and Nintendo, so it's still possible. Absolutely. You can't get GoldenEye? Perfect dog will do it. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, next up is Danny. Yeah, so not a really a whole lot has changed for me. I'm still playing a lot of Theatrhythm, actually. Um, I've put in now, it's about like 45 hours or so. I'm getting close to getting maxed out on all of the, the experience stuff, and I'm getting close to unlocking everything, too, so that's cool. And another thing I actually put a little bit of here within the past week is actually Super Mario Land 2. Not Super Mario 3D Land 2, because there's no such <laughs> Exclusive. thing. Exclusive. Yeah. Um, now, so I've been playing a lot of that. I never really got to play any of those games when I was a kid. Um, for Game Boy, I only had like two or three games, and you know, and then Pokemon. <laughs> um, but you know, it's really cool because it's there's just a lot of cool little things in it. And it's, it, with Super Mario Land 2, probably one of my favorite levels uh, for those of you that have played it is uh, they have a level that's based on like a moon, and oh, it's so. Good. It's oh, yeah. so yeah, it's so awesome. Like the gravity, it's it's you know it's like low gravity stuff, so you can like go up really high into the air, and you're coming back down like you know pretty slowly. So it's it's totally different than any other type of Mario platforming level that you've probably ever played, and um, it's just really interesting, a really well put together game. And um, you know, I kind of had my doubts a little bit going in, just thinking, oh man, you know, this isn't going to be maybe as uh, you know sharp. Uh, maybe the controls aren't going to be as good on you know on the original Game Boy as they were on like you know NES, Super Nintendo, you know basically all the other Mario games. But I mean, it, th that still remains great. And then just you know this the different variety of enemy enemies too just kind of keeps it fresh and just makes it just a completely wacky and weird game, which is Such totally a good game. enjoyable. Just like the music, huh. very memorable, very catchy tunes. I know there are some people who really don't like this game on staff, but um, I think they're wrong, mm -hmm. and I think this is actually one of my favorite uh, Game Boy games, if not my favorite. Even though Mario Land 1 was like my first uh, Game Boy game that I you know, saved up, you know, eventually bought, you know, I do have a lot of nostalgia for that game, but this is so much better, mm -hmm. isn't it? I think the controls are so good, oh, like for a Game yeah, Boy game. I mean, it contro controls just as well as like... Um, you know, the console Mario's in my opinion. I think some of the big sprite games like um Metroid yeah, two, they didn't like they didn't age very well and they're kind of hard to know what's going on, but I think this one holds up and uh it kinda of gets it right. 
I mean, yeah, it is very, very easy. I don't think there are any Mario games with, like with a world map that you can complete within 30 minutes, right? <laughs> it's so much fun. So, you know, when I played this back in the day, I didn't, um, had no, I had no idea about the uh, secret exits. Um, it was only until like many, many years later, you know, thanks to, you know, internet guides and stuff like that, that I knew about these things. And, um, and yeah, I was just like so amazed that there was so much of the game that I didn't know about. Well, not, it's not like it's a huge game, right? But, you know, those extra levels, you know, do add a lot to it. And it's, um, yeah. it's just, it was, I was just so impressed that, you know, there was so much that I didn't know about, you know, more recent playthrough I did, you know, go and find all these secret uh, levels and it's pretty cool. Like every world has a secret, um, secret level or two. So yeah, it was one of those, um, kind of like amazing things, you know, like back in your childhood, you know, I think I might've got one or two secret mm -hmm. exits by accident you know back in the day but um i don't i didn't don't think i knew what i was doing and uh so yeah still think it holds up yeah so i mean so. like i said i haven't been really playing too much but actually i have picked up a couple of well i'm always picking up games um i, I went to super potato in ikebukuro uh yesterday as the time of this recording and um i found a copy of tetris 64 which is unreleased outside of japan and the big thing with this game well it one thing it's actually completely in english which is kind of odd um and it never came out outside of japan but um they have what's called kind of like a bio mode and it comes with this bio sensor plugged into the controller controller port and you clip it to your ear and if you're playing the bio mode what it does is it rates it, it reads like your heartbeat so if your heart's beating like you know normally the pieces are going to be falling at kind of a normal pace if you know the faster your heartbeat is the faster the you know the pieces are going so theoretically speaking um you know, the, the the more you play, you know, if you start getting a little bit nervous, then it'll start coming faster. You get more and more nervous until it goes crazy. But the version I bought did not come with the biosensor, but I just found the biosensor today on Amazon for like 640 yen. So I just bought it, and it should be with me soon. So I'm looking forward to actually getting to play it. Yeah, it is uh, one of those games I used as an example for like the vitality sensor on Wii during other related podcasts, because I have mm -hmm. the copy with the biosensor somewhere around my office and it's some one of those games that I still enjoy playing it's one of those weird instances where and like this really old game with this really weird feature keeps coming me back and um with uh, we never know if the vitality sensor will ever come back and <laughs> unfortunately it never came but um, yeah. it's it's one of those things where oh yeah like tetra 64 that would be really cool mhm mm yeah, right, but it's right. uh, it's too bad. They've never done anything with it, and the result into nothing. Exactly. And um, on top of that, too, I also have got Xenoblade Chronicles, actually. Um, I ordered that from Nintendo of America, and uh, actually, my dad, he came and visited me here in Japan, and he brought it with him, um, so I had that. that. That's I've been pretty busy this week, actually, showing my dad around Japan and getting a lot of street passes and stuff, you know, going out. A lot and stuff, so that, that's been nice. You should you should also be getting the last story soon, as soon as my uh, the post offices here stop being a dick. <laughs> because um, well, well, okay, I'll tell this story on on this on this because this is a very cool cool and dumb story. So basically, what happened is that our post services changed to a new company, who are not very good. 
So even with postal here and delivering them, they are always too late. Even in, in their own freaking country. <laughs> so um, it has been a hell, and now they have took like pay cuts of like 50% here. So they're just like throwing packages down the drains, or just yeah, like they've they've been uh, they are sending really, them to Iran. No, they've been really dumb and they haven't shipped anything at all proper. Hmm. Uh, and now the government is even pissed at them, so it's be it's going to that point already. Danny, didn't you have like the last story and Xenoblade in Japanese already? I don't have Xenoblade. I do have the last story. Actually, I had two copies. I sent one to Neil so he can play. And stuff back in like last summer, the Japanese but, version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anywho, so yes. the, you must like the last story then. Ah, it's a cool three, game. Bought three copies of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I'm, so I, I'll be interested. Next episode, you can tell us about Tetris uh, Bio Tetris. Oh yeah, sixty four. For, sure. for sure. That's be cool. Alrighty, so next and last up is Don Koopman, the 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 DK. Oh, I thought there would be no nicknames. <laughs> I thought for him. Um, so yeah, um, basically, I played three titles of all one I will not really discuss because I barely played anything of it, which is Code of Princess. I played Code of Princess, which is a cool uh, Guardian Heroes-like action game. Um, there are some online features in there, there's some cool stuff in there, but I have played anything barely because of Nintendo Direct. Um, so, so next time then. So that's something for next time, unfortunately. Um, the, other, the other two things I've played first off, there was Kingdom Hearts 3D, um, which came out at the end of March. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, there, the, the controls nice, especially with the Circle Pad Pro. Although you don't really need it, um, you can still like move the camera with the L and R buttons. Um, the only the functionality that the Class Controller Pro adds is that you can target your enemies better, um, which is a nice touch, I suppose. So um, it rotates the camera with the stick. Uh, you can rotate the camera with the, with the extra stick. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And you have these, um, so it's basically uh, it's still your Steam Kingdom Hearts game, and it's basically like the console ones and like the the one on PSP, uh, which which is really good, for, especially impressive for on the Nintendo 3DS. Um, that had some, ch they made some changes to it. Like uh, this, actually, first of all, this actually progresses the story. So hooray for that, um, <laughs> because the last two on the DS didn't really progress the story much. Um, and the PSP one is actually more of a prequel, so that's already that. Um, the other thing is this, that they um, you have these in, instead of like Goofy and Mick, uh, Goofy and Donald, you have um, these special dream characters, these dream eaters, which will help you in battle and give you like um, link-up attacks to give you special powers. Um, yeah, I remember this from uh, TGS. You can like bounce on his back and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and Riku can actually take like a, a, a bat and absorb his energy and become really quick and stuff, and his attacks will do more damage. 
And um, there's also a new, other new mechanic which triggers with the I button, which you can jump off walls and um, do some very swift and delicate maneuvers with your enemies. Um, one thing I don't like about the game, I like, I mean, I like how the story progresses. Um, it is some very clever dialogue. Um, there's there's some also like cool in-between sections where you ha where Riku and um, Sora fly through this 3D like tube environment and try to collect orbs as quick as possible, um, which is really cool. But one thing I don't like is um, you have this mechanic where automatically, um, out of nowhere, a, a bar will drain and it will sh shift from uh, Riku to Sora or from Sora to Riku. And hmm. this is very inconvenient at times. Like, this is perhaps sometimes also a per perfect spot to save, but at other times... Um, I was, for example, like with a boss fight at the, at the final part of the first part of Sora. I was middle of it. I was very close to the end, and then my bar was drained, and I immediately shifted back to Riku, which is a really stupid thing because um, it re it resetted for me like part of the, like the boss battle, not itself, but how the st story how the story boss battle progresses, which is um, which I found a bit dumb. If I'm really frank with you, um, but other than that, and I have very little other complaints except for that one mechanic, which drives me nuts sometimes. It really, really does. Um, but for the rest, it's a really fine game. It's um, it. I don't think it's selling too hot in Japan right now. I don't get why because uh, I do get why because of possibly the reputation of the DS games. But this is like a real, real state Kingdom Hearts game, and I really f think people should give it a try. Well, I, actually, I heard quite the opposite. I heard it, it sold out very well in the first uh, few weeks, and 3DS sales actually went up when it um, got released. Well, if you look at the media create sales, it's it's doing slower than all the other Kingdom Hearts games right now. Okay, so it's dropped off then after the first couple of weeks, I guess. After the uh, after the first initial week, it kind of dropped already a bit, yeah. Right. I've street passed a few people playing this game. I have too, actually. Me too. Yeah, I, 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 like people should because again, I I think it's a really really fun game. Um, they have add some extra stuff like you can even like um, pet your little uh, dream eater, as, and then it grows a little bit. Um, oh, added, oh, it's like a hug button. Well, <laughs> yeah, s somehow you could say that. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's um, it's it is a really fun game. Um, one of the best on the 3DS out there, so I really suggest, again, I suggest people to give this a go when it comes out to your region, or if you have a Japanese 3DS, because you have a lot of, you have a very good time with it. Um, the other game I had a very good time with is Fire Emblem Awakening, um, which nice. came out this past week, and got yeah, to me on Friday. The, yeah, very new game. Right, yeah, yeah. just on the 19th. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing a ton of that. Like it's it's the same like uh, gameplay, like same set strategy stuff, but they added like um, several features like marriage and um, contact, link up characters to make yourself stronger. Um, little features like that to make the uh, the gameplay more accessible and more enjoyable. Right. Um, you know, with with the marriage, I heard that was kind of like uh, they brought that back from some of the previous titles, like from the Super Famicom. Um, Minoru, yeah. did you play much Fire Emblem like back in the day? Or? Well. The only Fire Emblem game I played was uh, the second one for NES, and uh -huh. and I 
I have never played it in other games. <laughs> okay. So so it, so it's already well, about twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> another another cool thing about like um, Fire Emblem Awakening is how the story progresses because um, like most of the other stories in the kingdom and. I mean, in the Fire Emblem series, were mostly just single single sprite based and nothing really involving. And you have still have that stuff with the sprites, but there are also now CGI cutscenes and cutscenes with like um, uh, polygon characters somewhere. Cool. Um, which gives the the characters a more like more of a character, and are, it's more enjoyable to say the very least. Um, and it, it has a better story progression. Uh, the game feels a lot nicer. Um, it feels like a perfect fit for the for the 3DS. It uh, feels like you can something you can quickly on quickly save and then come back later. Um, Does it have it, a good save system for a portable game? Yeah, you automatically save almost every single battle at the very least, and there's also a quick save option if you desire to quit right at that moment. So, do you, would you say that doing the 3D parts of it is it like some of the system's best graphics? I uh, mean, you mean you mean like the CGI and the, the not the... not the CGI like in-game stuff like um, you know using in-game models. N- not really. It's like really it's ver- it's very subtle 3D, mm-hmm. but it's su- it's subtle. No- it's not subtle. It's subtle enough that you can notice that it's uh, that 3D is on. Uh, but it's not its main focus. It's like it's it's like reimagining Fire Emblem in a way that's more accessible to people. And I think the 3DS and the, this game in particular does a very well job on that. Um, next to that, I also played a little bit of the DLC. And after you finish the DLC, you get Marth as a character you can use. So I'm look forward to finishing that up as well. Um, I I only know Marth through Smash Brothers. Likewise, <laughs> yeah. I I know nothing about Fire Emblem to be honest. Well, it's it, it, it's the good thing about Fire Emblem is that the the stories are very accessible on their own, so you don't need to know anything about the previous stuff. They make nods to them, but it's um it's simple enough for anyone to enjoy. Um, if I would like give you a pickup point, I think this one would be it actually. A good starting one. Yeah. God, I I played the Ambassador game when, whoa, that just went straight over my head. It was like pages and pages of text, you know, before you even start the game. Have you have you tried it, Danny? No, I haven't. I just playing it in Japanese kind of frightens me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I I like I, said, I played you know some Last Story and Xenoblade in Japanese, but I mean, God, it just seems Fire Emblem just seems so much more technical and because there's uh, no voices in the GBA one, it's just a whole text, so you, <laughs> you you know you can't pick anything up. You know, audibly. There's no, no, there's no, not excessive, excessive amount of voice work. There are in the CGI cutscenes and sometimes in the overworld stuff, but they don't do too much of it. Mm-hmm. So you still need to read a quite large amount, and uh, there's also some tutorial stuff, which is more easier, and you can see it on the touch screen if you want to. You can also entirely skip it and don't watch it at all. <laughs> um, so there's. So there's a lot of things and ways that the game introduces you and eases you in a little bit. Um, but the, the game progresses really well, it plays very well, and it looks very well. So, there you go.
So I thought we'd continue the trend of uh, talking about uh, Japanese national holidays, and there's kind of a big one this month and uh, beginning of next month too. That is Golden Week, which I'm sure maybe even people in the West have heard about that. You know, usually big games or something uh, gets released around about that time.、Um, so, Golden Week is basically a collection of national holidays that kind of happily, by a happy coincidence, were all kind of together. So, they, they decided to call it Golden Week. It's kind of this, you know, amazing collection of、uh, holidays in one, which everyone in Japan gets off, at least, at least two days off. Um, they usually fall between、uh, like a, a weekend as well, so you get like a couple of days and then the weekend. So,、um, min- by the way, Minori, you, you know, you're the resident、uh, Japanese person here, so please correct me if I get any of this wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so,、um, it starts off with、uh, the 3rd of May, which is、uh, Constitution Memorial Day, aka Kempo Kinenbi. Right. And then next day is、uh, Greenery Day, Midori no Hi, literally Green Day, Greenery Day. And、um, then the fifth is Children's Day, Kodomo no Hi. But、um, because the girls, girls have a, their own day, this is more customarily known as Boys' Day, because、um, it's、uh, basically you know, when, if you have a son, which、uh, I do now, Um, you celebrate it by, you know, they wear kind of traditional clothes and, you know,、uh, you know go to like a festival or something like that. So these collection of、uh, days are called Golden Week, sometimes written as GW. So if you see something like something something GW, that means you know, it's coming out during Golden Week. So, Minoru,、hmm. do you know like how Golden Week started? Like why they call it Golden Week? Well,、uh, when I was a kid,、uh, well, there were only two holidays in Golden Week、uh, May 3rd and May 5th. But uh, gradually, uh,、mm, uh, many holidays uh, uh, appeared. And it became a fully fledged Golden Week. Yeah, from what I read, it is like it, this has changed several times throughout the history. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I think like Greenway Day was like, in, was moved to May 4th, like 2007. And yeah, that on April. Yeah, and that April, and that April, on April 29th was、uh, named Showa Day to com- commemorate the Emperor. Showa, yeah. Showa Day, yeah. Showa. So, um,. So, the Golden Week, why it was called Golden Week,、um, from what I read, was、um, the, the film companies、um, called it that. Because、uh, during this week, they noticed that、uh, so many more people went to the movies during this week. And、uh, you know, revenue went through the roof. You know, so many people are off, so everyone can you know, you know,、uh, spend time in the cinema, which they can't normally, because Japanese people work 365 days a week. <laughs> a year, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so usually when I go to the movies, I'm. <laughs>、yeah. um, so they decided to call this Golden Week.、Um, so this tradition has kind of continued, but、uh, you know, people 
people go on holiday, you know, people uh, go abroad. So if you if you live in the West, you know, if you see a sudden mass amount of Japanese tourists coming to your city uh, during those days, that's because that's the only time they have off all year until probably New Year, I guess. Well, Is maybe not yet so near the summer. But... Yeah, some people might have that, but most office workers wouldn't have that. That's only, you know, kids and... You know, and Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th I think the, the history of uh, dubbing it uh, Golden Week was uh, like it, it, it was a specific film company. I think it was Die Film Company, who is now doesn't exist anymore, or uh, it was bankruptcy. Now they they saved was saved from bankruptcy like three years after the fact, and then many years later, like in two thousand two, they were bought up by another company, so they don't exist anymore. But it was based on like uh, the the Golden Time, um, which was based on like the highest. A listener rating, so it was a, 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 a like a playing on that word. <laughs> Dan, you got the Wikipedia entry open then? No, I it's something from the top of my head. I learned like a couple of years back <laughs> ago. <laughs> learned so, in the uh, I have it in the history book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Golden Week, and so during this time, um, I mean, I can't stress enough how little. Uh, holidays Japanese people get usually so when they uh, they do have a day off they try to do everything in those yeah. in those days so which is like when you go out you know everybody is shopping or everybody is at the airport you know there's people everywhere on this day um is that your experience Minoru growing up is that um you know going on holiday or something during golden week yeah well yeah, uh, last year, last year I went to Okubo, which is a Korea Korea town in Japan, mm. and well, and there were ridiculous amount of uh, people there, and <laughs> I could hardly walk there. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, it is pretty crazy, and I guess lots of Japanese people are going to Hawaii at that time. Uh, yeah. The, most favorite place in the world, right? Right. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Have you been to Hawaii during Golden Week? No, no I've never <laughs> been to Hawaii. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Are you sure you're Japanese? Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm Japanese. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I've, I've, you very rarely meet a Japanese person who hasn't been to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, so Golden Week is pretty mental, isn't it? You can't really do anything because um, you want to go out because, you know, you've got a day off. But then if you go out, as soon as you open your door, you know, you've been, you know, trampled on by 50,000 school kids, and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> out to buy some uh, the latest game or something. Actually, uh, does anyone know? Are there any games out on during Golden Week? This, um, this, this, this year's Golden Week? Let me think. I, I think I think I think just before there is um, on the twenty seventh I think there's something, but I don't think if that is that is like um, Dynasty Warriors versus what is there if there's is there yeah, something that, during Golden Week? Let me think. Not during Golden Week, right before it. I mean, you got Mario Party Nine finally coming out here in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Dynasty Warriors versus Shifting World is also coming out in Japan, which is a really good game. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to that shifting world. Boom. Um, 
Is there something? No. There's nothing coming out during Golden Week now. No. No. So, movies? I guess the Avengers are coming That's... out around about now, right? I thought that was coming out in the summer. I think it's coming out soon, though. Yeah, it's coming out soon. But Japan is different. Oh, Japan would be way behind, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it usually just depends on the company and stuff like that, but I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it does depend, doesn't it? Yeah, some movies come out day and day, and others don't. You know, yeah. You get it months late. Uh, depends. Especially animation. Animation seems to take ages. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the Pixar movies are like sometimes seven to eight months late. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, Sh- Sherlock Holmes... Um, Game of Shadows, you know, that came out like December, and it just came out in Japan in like late mid March or something. Um, That's the only the only movie I, movie I can remember that we got ever late in recent times was um, the Muppets movie over here. We and the and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World we also got really late. Actually, Japan had some kind of a limited release of that, believe it or not. Um, huh. It's kind of like Scott a Pilgrim. Yeah, there's like a hardcore underground. Uh, thing for it, and they were talking about it in the papers. They had some kind of a viewing at a, I think a theater in Shinjuku about this time last year, believe it or not. Nice, I love that movie. And then, like the night they had that too, I think they played Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then they had like that. That would have been awesome. Why the Hot hell? Hot Fuzz is my, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, and of course, in the last couple of weeks, we've just had the Sakura time, the mm-hmm. uh, the cherry blossom uh, time. Right. So people go and do their hanami, which is like a cherry blossom viewing party, uh, where they uh, celebrate traditional Japanese culture by drinking crates of beer and uh, <laughs> throwing them all over the floor, as uh, as they did in the Edo period. Yes. <laughs> huh. So um, yeah, it's a nice time, isn't it? Cherry blossom time. You you do see that in. Uh, spilling over into gaming culture as well. Obviously, Sakura Samurai <laughs> is an obvious one. If Except you know. for minus the drinking and throwing up all over the place. Yeah, that would be against the samurai way. Yes. So, yeah, there, there, isn't there like a cherry blossom viewing mode in yeah, Sakura Samurai? There is, and it, it's based on the amount of steps that you take, you know. And um, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting, and it actually looks really nice. So if you want to do your own Hanami, you can do it in that game, I guess. Just watch it in 3D and just bring a beer. And, be and bring a beer. <laughs> there you go. Huh. Yeah. Did you guys do anything for Hanami? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I did, I did. you know, go around my town on my bike, taking pictures of, like, all the cool areas and cherry blossoms. But I should have, been, beer, I should have yeah. been drinking and driving. had a beer in my basket, and, but I didn't. It's too much of a wimp. I didn't want to get pulled off by police. <laughs> Danny means drinking and cycling. Not We do not condone drinking and driving. Yes, drinking and cycling is fine. Actually, it's not supposed <laughs> to be fine. but <laughs> It's not fine, I think. <laughs> no, I think yeah, you can get arrested. In, you can. You can get arrested, can't you, in Japan you, for that? You can. <laughs> There's lots of things you can get arrested for doing on a bicycle. Yeah. I'm not talking from experience here, but... Maybe partially from experience. <laughs> but, like... I heard like even just holding an umbrella while cycling, like cycling with one hand and holding an umbrella with the other hand, you can get done for that. That's not a very fun thing to do either, because usually it's windy if it's raining too. It's, yeah. It's awful. It's crazy. <laughs> so what about you, Minori? Did you do anything for Hanami? Uh, yes, actually, uh, I had a Hanami party with my old friend, and uh, 
but actually uh, this was my first time to have to join a hanami party and which was uh, very uh, good and actually well i live near a river and and on the river side uh, there are arrays of uh, sakura trees so people uh, all, um, every year have a hanami party along it so um, so in those days uh, they are very noisy and <laughs> some of them uh, is indeed uh, a barbecue or well um, nabe party yeah 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 like so, yeah nabe that's yeah. a very um japanese food isn't it what is nabe it's kind of like huge yeah. pot kind of thing isn't it which you make a kind of broth or kind of soup huh. in it and you do it over this um, like a little gas stove yeah. you know you can buy these kind of little gas cylinders or whatever to attach to these little uh, gas cookers and it's basically you know just a pan full of water and you can just throw in whatever yeah, you know right. vegetables Pizza, or other ingredients that you want it's kind of like a, you know a family shared event isn't it or you know get the friends around what were you going to say Danny are you like a nabe king yes, or something yes I had the pizza and fried chicken and rice <laughs> <laughs> pizza flavoured soup the American way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Hanami, good times, good times. Okay, then. Well, we're running a bit long this episode, so we'll, we'll have a, a nice brief uh, Life in Japan segment. hope that satisfies uh, the listeners. <laughs> so, let's move on to some news. Okay, so let's move on to some Japan-related news. And uh, first up, what do we got, Danny? Well, the World in Review, there's a follow-up that's actually teased by Square Enix. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura, a key figure who's involved with the World in Review, and also the, the recent re- recently released Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, um, he described the relevance providing voice dialogue for Raimu in the 3DS title, uh, a character from the Cult 3DS, or Cult 3, a DS release, and it's apparently important, um, and you know, out of consideration of the future of the World Ends With You series. So uh, when he, you know, they kind of pressed him on it, and you know, he's kind of coy, and he said, like, you know, regarding the World Ends With You, I can't say anything at present, but there probably is something, is what he says. So, so, so they wanted to make sure the voice was the same in Kingdom Hearts 3D as it mm-hmm. was in the DS one. Mm-hmm. And they did that because they wanted to make it the same, and also for the future of the world's end with you. I guess there was a world's end with you section in Kingdom Hearts 3D. Don, no. have you got to that bit yet? Well, it's actually in the beginning, uh, the first time you okay. meet these you meet these characters. So it is possible that you meet them again. I don't know uh, because I haven't finished the story yet. Um, so but they wanted I sh- to make sure he sounded right, and then obviously in the in in the possible future game, uh, the obviously the voice actor has to be the same, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's a nice little tease. I w- yeah, I guess it'll be on the 3DS. Playing that section, really wish I was playing World's End Review because seeing these characters in fully voiced also um, make me realize I want a sequel to that. Really, really much. So I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. 
We can probably see that on the 3DS sometime this year, I guess. Maybe, maybe, maybe this will be like an announcement they are going to make at the next Nintendo conference in 2012. We'll soon find out. Yeah. All right then. So, um, next up. Next up we have uh, too many hurdles to the Nino Kuni DS translation. Um, level 5 in studio collaboration, Nino Kuni is getting an English release on PlayStation 3 2013. But its DS counterpart won't be leaving Japan. Level 5 CEO Akihiro Hino explained to Famitsu, the Andrea san, some of the difficulties preventing of the port of some some of the difficulties preventing the portable adventure reaching the West. DS game comes with a large Magic Master book, uh, which could provide difficult to localize, localize for other languages. Yeah, that mm-hmm. huge book would just like a killer to translate into all those languages, wouldn't it? I mean, the same, you know, not even mm-hmm. American release, so, you know, a European version, translating it into all those languages. Yeah, doing that book in five languages, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a shame, but, you know, apparently the PS3 version, um, you could bring up like a menu and access the book that way, but with the DS version, it's kind of impossible. So you need the actual physical book to do that. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. which makes it um, impossible. But I think they talked about this in RFN, how kind of like a, an idea... Um, how you could, on the Wii U, you could have something like that, like have the book on the tablet controller. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, something like that might happen. I don't think we'll ever see the DS version in English, but who knows, we might see the PS3, um, you know, the 3D version on the Wii U. So as for Virtual Console updates, uh, we had Donkey Kong Jr. G-Sonic, a.k.a. Sonic Blast, uh, come out. Um, which I hate. Which you hate. <laughs> Captain Eshop, did you get any of those? He he was he was off he was off this that week, so Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. No, um Didn't even you know, buy them? God. Well Donkey Kong Junior we you know, we got with the uh you know, the ambassador right, program right, stuff, right. so yeah, I played a good like four minutes of it before I called it quits. So the the the, <laughs> the, mo- the most two exciting things of the past week of uh, um of the week of um April eleventh were Sonic Blast and Three Dimensional Air Hockey. Mm. <laughs> and Three Dimensional Air Hockey, let me tell you, is not a good game. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination, is that a good game? And the same goes yeah. for Sonic Blast, which is okay at some spots, but a really shitty Sonic game. Um, one of the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, you know, last week I had mentioned previously that you know, my dad, he was in Japan for about a week, and uh, Don was kind enough to actually uh, do the Japan eShop Roundup last week, and he did a phenomenal job. And I'm um, really glad they did that. So Yeah, I, I yeah. also talked a little bit more about 3D... Um, dimensional air hockey and that, so you can check mm. that on the site. Yeah. To, <laughs> so check it out and read about this flaming piece of crap. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's the most talk that game's ever going to have on any podcast. <laughs> three-dimensional air hockey, three-dimensional air hockey, three-dimensional air hockey. Now it's the most <laughs> long conversation we ever had about three-dimensional air hockey. So we'll end. Uh, we'll end news there. Okay, then. I think we have a, uh, time for a little bit of listener mail, right? So, 
As always, if you want to send uh, us a mail, it's uh, familycats at nintendoworldreport.com. Or you can drop by our forums, uh, like leave a comment in this article's thread and we'll pick it up there. Or swing by our Ask the Japan Crew thread and we'll find links uh, to that in the article thread too. I mean, I'm assuming everyone who listens is a member of the forums because, um, you know, that's the only way you can comment on articles on the site. Not only on the Famicast, but on any uh, article we put up, news or whatever. So if you're not a member, then it's definitely worth doing. So yeah, you can just, uh, as soon as you finish listening, you can just jump jump on the article and just, you know, ask us questions and get involved in a conversation with us and stuff like that. Tell us if we've got anything wrong, Danny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll just uh, we'll just have one question this month. Um, uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, more for next episode. So this comes from uh, S-U-P-E-R from the forum. And... Uh, Simple question. I guess this is directed to people living in Japan, but Dan, you feel free to answer. Um, <laughs> what city slash prefecture do we all live in? Um, I live in the Chiba prefecture uh, near Chiba City, which is the one next to Tokyo. It's about it's, uh, about thirty minutes from the center of Tokyo on the on the express. Um, Minoru, how about you? I live in Shinjuku in Tokyo. Ah, Shinjuku, that's uh, quite a well-known uh, place. Yeah. The skyscraper, skyscraper district. And Danny, I think you've yeah. even mentioned it in this episode, haven't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I live in Saitama, um, not too far away. There's a big town in Saitama called Omiya, and I live kind of close to that. And from Tokyo to where I'm at, it takes about maybe 45 minutes on the train, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so we're either in or around Tokyo. Um, Matt has mentioned in the previous episode has recently moved to Osaka, which is um, you know the the second biggest city in Japan after Tokyo, which is uh, quite far away now. Um, mm-hmm. So little chance of us uh, doing any many meetups with Matt <laughs> unless he uh, decides to come over to Tokyo. <laughs> Dan, what uh, area do you live in in uh, in Holland? I live in a province called Overijssel which is basically most known for farming. So I, you could expect not many gaming people live near my area. Uh, there are some big cities. Um, I, I can reach like four of them, and most, most of them by train in a half hour. So it's not that bad. Um, we have a good train oh, line over here. It all makes sense now. That's why you were playing the farming simulator demo on the 3DS. <laughs> I had to review that one. <laughs> Screw you. I gave it a free. <laughs> out of yeah. three hey don't feel bad Don I mean like my hometown in America I'm from central Illinois and um, well my hometown's about 80,000 people it's called Decatur but I mean outside of it's like an old dying factory town and outside of town there's just a lot of farms so I mean you know hey whatever so the next part of uh, Super's question is um, has anyone ever ordered anything from Amazon.co.jp uh, I hear you can order and then pay and pick up at the nearest Combini. That's convenience store. So, yes, of course, I have ordered things oh, yeah. from the Japanese yeah. Amazon. <laughs> I, I just, like I mentioned earlier, I did today. I, pick, I bought the biosensor um, for the N64 just on Amazon today. So, and, uh, yeah, Japan is a very... Um, it's the way you can pay, there are a lot more options than there are in other countries. I mean, probably because Japan is so safe. 
I mean, I don't know of any other country that still offers um, cash on delivery. I mean, like, I could, can't imagine somebody paying for, like, like a computer with, like, you know, a wad of, you know, cash. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just beggars belief in any other country other than Japan. But, I mean, I paid for a, a pretty expensive camera, uh, cash in hand, to the guy at the door. <laughs> and it, I just didn't batter an eyelid. But if I did that back in the UK, I mean, I think the postman and myself would be mugged and killed <laughs> within 10 minutes. Your computer and money would be gone. Yeah, would you, exactly. Would, would you, would, do you live in a bad town then? No, not in at all. UK, did you live that in a bad in town the... in the UK? <laughs> no, no, not at all. That was, that's, a, that's a nice area. It's still uh, they, would, they would kill you, but then you know, they wouldn't you know, molest your corpse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, so this, um, this convenience store payment, is what he, what he does is um, when you pay, you can choose this option, and then you get, you get like a barcode. Mm-hmm. And you, it's for basically for people who don't have a credit card, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you can just get, you just take it to any convenience store, and they scan it in, and it comes up on the register, and it'll say Amazon, and then whatever four thousand yen for ridden thief, and then you pay it, and then that connects with the Amazon servers, and then yeah, they it gets delivered mm-hmm. whenever a few days later. So yeah, it's very very cool, very convenient for people mm-hmm. who uh, you know don't have other ways to pay. I haven't used any Amazon site in my life. Well, Amazon's great. I use it all the time. Yeah. But, you know, I've never used the pickup at the nearest convenience option, actually. Um, I oh, don't... right. Yeah, you can get stuff delivered to the convenience store. Right? Yeah, I don't... It's another way. It just seems a little inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a bit strange. I don't know. Is that for homeless people? I don't know. <laughs> it's like you don't have a yeah, letterbox? I, uh, I think uh, that service is for people uh, who are not in home uh, during daytime. Ah, oh, oh, right. Good okay. point, good point. So if you're not in, then you can get it dropped off at the uh, the shop and then get it later. Exactly. Uh, well, I, you know, personally for me, I live really close to the post office. So if it if I just miss it, then you know, hey, I can just go pick it up there. Or if it's you know through some other delivery service, let's call them and just tell them to come back later. <laughs> yeah. But also, delivery is like really cheap in Japan. Like you can get really like a lot of stuff delivered for like not that much. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, back home like. For example, if you want to do your supermarket shopping to get it delivered, it was like it was like you know almost like five percent of what you're paying for your shopping. But in Japan, you can get like crates of stuff delivered for like a hundred yen. It's like <laughs> like a a dollar, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like you know, in America, I never ever considered about that type of thing. I mean, everyone yeah. has cars, and you just put it, you know, Jesus. Put it in your gigantic SUV, <laughs> fill up half the car with groceries, and that's and drive ten two, meters. Yeah. And that's two weeks worth of groceries. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's all the uh, questions uh, we're going to answer in this episode. So, but by all means, send us more for the next show. about wraps it up for this episode so let's end things by giving out our twitter handles i want to change it up a little bit though i'd like you to give out your twitter handles and also quickly mention what do you tweet about mostly 
Okay. So, Danny, go. Yep, I'm at Danny Biv. Typically, I just talk about game-related stuff or stuff related to technology. <laughs> okay. Boom. <laughs> Don. Um, Nintendo and a mostly tweet, of course, about video games. Video games. <laughs> <laughs> and, for, and sometimes football, if there's a big championship. Okay. And Minoru. At N W R underbar Minoru. M I N O R U. Well, I mm, tweet about video games and, and only video Fidget games. Fidget games. games. Exclusively. Yes. There you go. I think I might be seeing a pattern here. <laughs> God, you guys are so unoriginal. So, um, <laughs> well, I talk also talk about football. There you go. Um, I'm at Family Complicated. I tweet about video games. Now, well, yeah, I also tweet about uh, how how much I hate Japanese TV and music and uh, <laughs> other things, that crazy things that are happening in Japan. So, yeah, please follow us. Um, who isn't with us today? Oh, yes, Matt. Matt isn't with us. He's Gypsy Otoko. He tweets about video games. I guess. Gotta talk about those <laughs> fidget games. And what it's like to work at Capcom. No, he doesn't really talk about that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to lose his job. Uh, <laughs> Go thank so, God I didn't ask him about Mega Man Legends 3. We could. Off air, we'll do that. So, um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, now you've finished listening to this episode, please go on to TalkBack and comment on this episode and ask us questions and we'll most likely get in a conversation with you and chat with you. So that would be cool, right? Yes. Nah, we'll just, just ignore you. <laughs> and uh, please uh, rate and review the, uh, the RFN feed as always. Check out the new Radio Trivia with Greg and also Connectivity. They covered Nintendo Direct. And so, yeah, you can see the uh, Western side of view on that, epi- on that episode. And, um, yeah, that is it. So, until next time, that's it. Family crew out. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.